Writers up. This is Riders Up, the best place to get all the horse racing news and information that you need. Now here's your host, Frank Lyons. Welcome to ESPN Radio. I am Frank Lyons, and you are listening to Riders Up, brought to you by Transformer Equine. For more on these products, go to TransformerEquine.com. On the show today, we have two-time Kentucky Derby winning trainer Doug O'Neill. Doug is on the show today. Very happy to have Dougie here. And also then Frank Miramati, my old buddy here, is to handicap all three of the derby preps today. They're not really preps. They're Santa Anita Derby worth a million dollars and uh, the Bluegrass worth a million dollars. The Wood Memorial, I think it's seven fifty. dollars We'll also handicap uh, some of the bigger racing around the country. So sit tight. Let us pay some bills here. We'll be back here in a minute for the show. And uh, also, by the way, just want to remind all the listeners that Charlie O'Hara, the president of Transformer Equine, is having an educational meeting at Keeneland next Friday, the 13th of April at 10 a.m. in the sales pavilion. There will be a four-man panel of experts, including Doc Cheney and Billy Moss. And, of course, I will be emceeing that meeting. We'll also have a beautiful breakfast for you, so I encourage everyone to come out. So just sit tight. We'll be back here after paying these bills. To win at the highest level, top athletes finish strong. And efficient breathing is critical to finish strong. Breathe, produced by the Transformer Corporation, is an all-natural throat wash for horses formulated to normalize and stabilize the body systems while performing vigorous activities. To learn more about Breathe, owners and trainers at Keeneland are invited to join us at 10 a.m. Friday, April 13th at Keeneland Sales Pavilion. To register for this exclusive event, email us at info at transformerequine.com. Welcome back to ESPN Radio. You're listening to Riders Up, brought to you by Transformer Equine. On the phone right now, we have my man, my man, Frank Miramati. How are you, Frankie? I'm well. What a day we have today in the racing world, man. I mean, it is incredible. Uh, I thought we were spoiled last week, and we were spoiled a little bit, but this week is uh, sure, sure a fantastic day of races. And I think we'll start out uh, by handicapping the Santa Anita Derby. By the way, I want to ask you now, if there was one horse that you could pick out of today that you said, okay, I got to like, I, I got to bet on one horse to make it through today and look like you're going to win the Derby, who would it be? I would just take every penny of the voucher, including the change, and put it on Justify. I knew you were going to say the- that. Of course I'm going to say that, and I want to give a tip of the hat to John White for making Justify the 4-5 to five morning line favorite off of an allowance win against an incredible horse yeah. in Bolt Doro or Bolt Dioro, whichever you prefer. The owner actually prefers Bolt Dioro, but he's a son of Medallia Doro, yeah. and uh, therefore that shouldn't be the biggest issue. But uh, look, McKinsey, I don't know when that thing happened to him, Yeah. but both of these horses came out of a grueling race in the San Felipe. Justify is a beast. Yep. When Mike Smith is making comparisons to Easy Goer, uh, John White made the right horse the favorite, and I think Justify will be teaching a lesson, and Baffert will uh, even the score with Mr. Ruiz. Well, the one, the one thing that uh, we'll see today is that um, Bolte Oro is already in the Kentucky Derby. And Justify needs points in a major way. So Justify is going to 
have to have a hard race. He today today is his day, and yeah. he has to show up. And Baltioro doesn't really. So if it came to like, I'm just predicting. So if it came to the top of the stretch and the two of them were hooking up, uh, I could see that uh, Javier Castellano will not want to uh, ab- abuse Baltioro and uh, justify he'll have to lay his body down today. So um, I agree with you. I, I do think that justify is maybe, you know, a, a more uh, a tried kind of horse that's going, that's, uh, that's going to come into t- today's race and is going to have to run where Baltioro can have a sneakily easy race today. And I just think it is between the two of them, though, don't you? Oh, for sure. And that's the thing. All he has to do is finish second, though, Frank. So yeah. I, I'm not really too worried about him. I mean, instilled regard should not be able to defeat Justify. And if he does, then the hype on Justify has been the biggest hype since Excavate. Yeah. If Justify doesn't run lights out here, this will go down as one of the greatest hype jobs of all time. And I really don't believe it will. I believe he's brilliant. I believe that, uh, you know, he is going to leave today as the Kentucky Derby favorite. How's that sound? Uh, I would say that uh, he will, if he jumps up and runs the race that we expect him to run today, that he will be the Kentucky Derby favorite. Um, uh, you know, it's a tremendous bunch of three-year-olds. I heard a, a couple of people knocking the three-year-olds, saying they're very mediocre, And uh, but I think it's a great field of horses. I think it's oh, a, oh, right? fantastic crowd. Fantastic crowd. You know what it is? Listen, in horse racing, and in all sports for that matter, the knockers outweigh the cheers. And so... Sure. And, and people get upset when there's a lot of excitement, which is sad. And, and especially, you know, it's not true really for the most part where you are in the heart of horse racing uh, luxury. But around the country, you know, there's just a lot of, uh, and, and you know, social media has changed everything so much. Sure, People just take shots. They do it in an anonymous fashion. Uh, they can't control their imp- impulse in, in <laughs> just, you know, ripping people and ripping horses and ripping connections. But let's face it, we love this game, and that was really uh, exemplified last week when uh, everyone went to Dubai and had such a great time and such great reviews. Yeah. This is what it's all about. This is the time of year that everyone's excited about, and uh, and, and it's going to be really fun to see this road to the Kentucky Derby. And uh, a lot of people uh, have big-time dreams right now that, that think they're going to win the Derby, and that's a beautiful feeling. Sure, of course. Like I mean, uh, I can tell you like uh, at least 10 horses right now that I could say have a, a big chance in the Kentucky Derby. And speaking about Dubai, by the way, what did you think of uh, last week, and uh, who's your star performer? Well, I mean, let's face it. Uh, that was uh, quite a home team victory there in the Dubai World Cup. I, I never saw what the final price was on West Coast uh, wagering lives, but he certainly had a good trip, and yeah. he has nothing. You know, he has nothing to be ashamed of, and he certainly had a huge payday there. Yeah. But the home team is tough. You know, in sports, always got to fear the home team, and uh, it was correct. Mind your biscuits. Really surprised me. I thought. And I knew how great he was last year. Sure. And I got to give him a tip of the hat because I really felt that he had kind of gone over the top. And a lot of times. I agreed with you. Yeah. When you go back to your favorite situation, sometimes you can recreate it. I didn't see it happening, although there were two legitimate speed horses in there to, you know, set up his style. I still couldn't have imagined it. And uh, I want to give a tip of the cap to him. That was tremendous. And, And Joel Rosario. Uh, cool as a cucumber. I mean, up there. that was I mean, cool as a cucumber ride. Yes, I mean he's 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 got that in him. 
And, you know, and, 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 you know, he had that in him with Forever Unbridled when she came and beat Songbird. That's right. And, and, and yeah. I think that maybe Mr. Fipke didn't like that. It was yeah. kind of a little Eddie D in him. Yeah. But, you know, Joel has a tremendous instinct and uh, a sense for what's happening. And it was good to see him rewarded on that huge stage because it just seems to me, without looking at stats, that, you know, he had not been... Uh, you know, winning as many races in recent times. Sure. You know, it's good when you show up for the big money. But it was, uh, it was just a tremendous hit. I've never been to Dubai, and I've always said that I wouldn't even want to make that trip to Dubai. Because, it's, But you know what? The more I look at these pictures and these situations, I'd love to get to Dubai. For that you, you know what? Like, I've been to Dubai, and it's improved so much. Uh, it's been 18 years now since I went to Dubai. I covered the Dubai Millennium race for TVG. And it was beautiful back then, and I can't even imagine what... I mean, the whole city has gone up since then, and yeah. it's changed so much. Um, so down in Florida last week, we had... Uh, uh, I think we both kind of didn't really uh, like Audible that much going no, in. No, we didn't. No. Uh, like, it's very, very uh, strange that they could put up the work that he had uh, prior to... Uh, uh, the Florida Derby, and he he worked he worked like crap, and so I was thinking like, you know, there has to be something up with this horse because it's not yeah. very very common that you'll see uh, a young three year old. You know, you could get an older horse that uh, wouldn't really uh, show up in the morning and just do what he wants, and but this horse. He seems like a pretty special type of horse because he showed up he, and he just cl- showed them a clean set of heels. He really did, and. Yes, he had a good trip and all that, but, you know, I get so tired of people that continually knock performances based upon things that set up well for a horse. But Audible was much closer last time, and this time he sat back, and and that's good to have that sort of versatility. Absolutely. You cannot say anything other than outstanding for that performance. It was was very, very good, and he's a serious racehorse, and uh, I I thought that perhaps his uh, effort uh, you know, was exaggerated the time before, but it, we, yeah, you know, I thought it was exaggerated. It. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you who that's I. Really, that's the beautiful thing about horse racing—you just turn the page to the next race, and you can, uh, you know, cut out that humility immediately after they teach you left. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I was also very impressed with Hofberg, and that's Billy Mott's Judd Mont Tappet. Yes. And I, uh, if Billy Mott decides to go to the Kentucky Derby with him, I would certainly give him a long shot look with more pace and he's going to be staying the mile and a quarter he's going to be a huge price and he will definitely be in my uh, superfecta anyway a little empire maker revenge for Judmon you just never know (laughs) yeah right I was uh, very much involved with the empire maker uh, triple crown run um, those are your people. Yeah, they're my people. And Bobby was my pe- people, too. You oh, know. wow. Yeah, we were uh, uh, good buddies at the time. So um, this I had- was at the Downs at Albuquerque uh, filling in at the time when he went to the Belmont Stakes, and I went all in. Uh, I had to in the Belmont, and uh, it was uh, in, in the flop. I remember that like it was yeah, just yeah, funny whole, side, right? And I know that when Frank Miramati says he went all in, he's not saying twenty bucks. It really doesn't matter, though. That's the beauty of all in. All in is really uh, it doesn't make a difference if it's twenty bucks or two hundred bucks or whatever it is. All in speaks for itself. <laughs> uh, yeah, all in is all in, and that that's basically it. Doesn't matter who you are, huh? That's it. So in the Santa, that's why I've always said uh, like people who think 
People who think that a guy who bets more, it doesn't mean anything. The guy with a $2 or a gal with a $2 bet, and I firmly believe this, it's not just, you know, uh, a bunch of hyperbole. I, I believe it's all the same. You, could, you should cheer just as loud because it's all about that need to be right. And I wasn't very right last week, but I'm hoping we'll come with a few winners this week for the audience. Well, most of the weeks you have been uh, pretty spot on, and i got to give you credit for that because you have been pretty spot on, and you weren't that far away uh, last week either. Um so now the Grade One Santa Anita Oaks four hundred thousand mile the sixteenth. Do you think it's as simple as Midnight Bazoo? It really is. I mean, she's so good, and she doesn't have her old friend around anymore. Yeah, uh, who beat her a couple of times. Dream Tree. Uh, yeah, she she went on the sidelines. Those were great races uh, when when the two of them faced off. But Midnight Bazoo is a beautiful, imposing filly. It's hard to see her losing here. I think you just have to try to find. She'll be two to five, so big deal, right? We're not. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm. I'm not. I'm not into the spectator camp. So I think that perhaps there's an opportunity, uh, exacto wise, to maybe uh, get a little bit of value, and I think the value may fall with the number two Spring Lily, uh, daughter of Union Rags. I'm a big fan of Union Rags. Yeah. Uh, out of a Bertrando mare who broke her maiden very nicely. It was a restricted type race, and that she kind of snuck into, but. Last time out, you know, she battled early. It was her first trip around two turns. Uh, she's a good looker. I'm going to go Midnight Beast over Spring Lily for the exact end. You know, I, I don't think they're beating her. So at 6-5 to five over 6-1, to one, Midnight Beast, let me give her a little credit because I have to say that Midnight Loot is the best value for 15000 you're, you get the likes of Midnight Bazoo. He's got another filly at um, uh, Linda Rice's filly that won in yes, New York. Yeah, I've called her many times. Yeah. She's a big, big girl. That was an amazing campaign uh, for that filly out at, uh, at Aqueduct. She, she debuted, I think, for Maiden 50 and just kept winning. That's and right. She's a big girl. I like calling her. I got to call several of her races. I didn't like her at all last time when she blew by everybody. She is good. She's very and Midnight good. Loot, Midnight Loot is a good. And I think Midnight Loot. Might be a hidden. There could be some hidden turf there. There have been some nice midnight looters or midnight loots on the turf. Yeah. Um. And and I think that the value he was at twenty five thousand, but it's such a competitive market. He's at fifteen, and uh, what a great horse he was. What a beast. I'm embarrassed to tell you I, I went against him in both Breeders' Cup sprints. <laughs> I went with Smokey Stober, who's going to finish the race anytime now. Yeah. And here he is. Uh, here he is. Wait a minute. One was there, uh, there you go. Yeah. yeah, there he goes. <laughs> Smokey uh, I actually had tears in my eyes for that race. I had to go to work. I was working TBG that day, but I was so happy for the connections. Uh, Carl Watson, a dear friend of mine, and Paul Whiteman, the tech room, and Baffert. I was so happy with that. My mom was all happy. Uh, we watched that, uh, and then I was, I was on my way to go work that afternoon. And then the other one was the year, uh, the good Bruce Hedley. I can't believe Kona Gold? No, no. It was, it was, uh, I'll think of it in a minute. It turned into a pretty good stallion, too. Um, but unfortunately, as I get older, my, the names of the horses... Bertrando? Right, right. It wasn't Bertrando. No, no, no. This is the way after Bertrando. But I'll figure it out uh, as we're talking. Uh, yeah, okay. So, He's a good turf stallion now. He's a good turf. He, he even brings turf horses back. He's good. So the uh, Royal Heroin, a fantastic filly. Uh, Royal Heroin was trained by John Gosden many years oh, ago. What a month. Uh, I was there for that first Breeders' Cup. What a memory that was. Yeah, she was something else. Uh, I used to have the dam of Royal Heroin uh, on a farm in the Irish National Stud. Her name was My Sierra Leon. See, sometimes my memory is uh, is good and sometimes my memory is bad. 
but uh, it's great too. What was she like? What was that? What was that? Uh, what was that broodmare like? She was uh, just you know nothing special. But uh, Royal Heroin was a, a a big filly, big filly that covered a lot of ground. I think she was by Leafyore. I believe I'm right. Right about these things. Yeah. Well, so it's a, a great two. Um, and I just thought we might mention um, this race. Enola Gray is your favourite, Phil Diamato. Phil's having a great uh, meet out there at Santa Anita. This is a homebred, California bred, uh, owned and bred by Nick Alexander. She's won seven of 11. And she will take all the beating tomorrow. But it's. Uh, you know that race can go in any direction. I see. Yeah, she's 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 nice, and she's proved that she can go a mile. And uh, you know, I loved Bo Recall in her last race, and and she was very disappointing. Um, you know, she'll be rolling late, but Enola Gray is strictly the one to beat. And Nick Alexander, a great guy, big supporter of California racing, and uh, I really like him quite a bit. And uh, and and this mare uh, had a, an eerily similar maiden break. Uh, to her daddy uh, Grayson, uh, when she uh, when she won, and and she's just she's hickory tough. I mean, a California bred running like this, uh, it's hard to root against her. I don't think you're getting three to one. I think she'll be more like eight to five when it's all said and done. Absolutely. Now it's opening weekend at uh, Keeneland. Uh, it's uh, a, a beautiful. Bu- <laughs> oh yeah. And uh, oh. You know, the snow is not as bad as everyone said it uh, was going to be, but uh, 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 it was a very nice day yesterday for opening day at um, Keeneland. And today we have two Group 1s. we got a Group 2 and a Group 3. we got the Madison, uh, which I love a filly in this race. And like? I, be- I guarantee you, if I give you one, I, I guarantee you you're going to like the same filly. Oh, you're going to California, girl? No. Okay. Hold yeah. on. Let me let me think about this for a minute. Um, Simon Callahan. No. Sal- I have no idea. Salty. Uh, the three uh, three uh, horse in there. She's four year old by Quality Road. Oh, I'm very familiar with her. Yeah, Gary Barber bought her privately a long yeah. time ago. No. Yeah. And. Um, I don't like her at all. So good for you, though. That's my boy Tyler Gaffleon. So I hope I hope she can get up for you. Now, how do you not like her at all? I'm just, uh, I, I don't know. I'm, just, yeah. uh, I'm not into her in this spot. You know, that's what happens. Yeah, oh, I know. country, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It is f- for now, anyway. That's the one. Country. That's good. It's better than some six to five I'm going to give you. It's all good. That's, 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 there's nothing wrong with her. Sure. Now, yeah, a, I mean, it's a, gr- a great race. Uh, a group one and uh, a deserving group one. Um, obviously, American Gal, winner of the test by four lengths. She's two for two since joining Simon Callum from Bob Baffert. He got American Gal, and uh, then Bob Baffert got Abel Tasman, so I think it's pretty much even. Uh, oh, that's a good point. I never thought of it that way. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, so, uh, but uh, I do, I really like Salty. That would be my best bet of the whole day, uh, I that's believe. That's a good price, man. If you're right, you're going to get paid. Yes, absolutely. Um, Emmy's Mesa, uh, I, I know at least five people that are still crying over the beat they took. And they all seem to like her. I don't know what the story was with her in the Breeders' Cup. Yeah. She was a huge price. I, but a lot of people I know really, really I like remember. That's right. Uh, including a, a couple of the boys on TVG that were talking her up. Of course, she'd won four yep. in a row coming into the uh, to the Breeders' Cup, but she just got beat a nose right on the wire by Bar of Gold. 
and uh, so she'll get her chance to make up for that tomorrow. But uh, it's, I would say this is uh, probably a sl- uh, maybe just a slight step down from the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare sprint. Yeah, um, this is a this is a very oh, good that's race. a tough race, tough race. So, what about the uh, the Ashland ninth race today? Grade one, five hundred thousand. You know, there's so much tradition um, at Keeneland, and it's such a beautiful place. And I, I just want to say again how much I enjoyed that opportunity to be at the Breeders' Cup there, and how beautifully they handled everything. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I like Albertrani's uh, Philly a little bit in here. And, and Dina, Dina Del Sur, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's obviously the big question mark because uh, she has run strictly thus far on the grass. But yeah. she has shown a lot of quality to me. Uh, Monomargo is going to be an enormous favorite in here. Sure. And Brad Cox has stamped himself as an outstanding horseman, and, and he's getting uh, the love. And Eskimo Kisses. This is a good race. Um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look for a minor upset here. And Dina Dosur and Eskimo kisses in a photo finish. Huh? Do you know that? Uh, I just, I wonder about that Fairgrounds Oaks though. Tommy Amos won that race uh, with Chocolate Martini or something, whatever her name was. But she'd yep. ran two starts back for Maiden fifteen thousand, and then had won, I believe, the time before that for Maiden thirty thousand. And she jumped up and won this race. So I'm not really sure how strong the, yeah. you know, Wonder Godot was uh, a, a very decent filly. She was in there and she was third. But uh, I just wonder about that race. Monomoy girl, she'll take all the beating. I believe that she yeah. will win the race. And Andina Del Sur, I do agree with you because she was third twice uh, to the way I am. That was that filly of uh, um, Gray Motions. The French filly uh-huh. uh, came over, and there's been quite a few winners out of the the, uh, the races that she's come out of this uh, the way I am. So she has good form all around her, Andina Del Sur, so I would give her a chance. Okay. Yeah. Now, what about uh, the bluegrass? So how about, like, the bluegrass, I don't understand how that's now a grade two. You know, look, we, we could go on and on about the, the graded stakes committees, but uh, the bluegrass is a great race it always has been and uh you know the record speaks for itself it's it, uh it's a beautiful race and it's a very uh, competitive one here but now if good magic is two to one in this spot yeah this is going to be late in the uh in the afternoon um i'm gonna have to move all in here but this is now this is i i'm very disappointed with this comeback don't get me wrong sure but Oh, and by the way, that horse's name was Street Boss. I believe I would forget Street Boss. Oh, yeah. We were talking about when we got to I went to Street Boss. And I went to Street Boss. I remember Street Boss. turned into quite, quite, yeah, he was a nice-looking horse, and he turned into a good guy as well. But this is the time for good magic. Is it not, Frank? He's Absolutely. Got to, he's got to win this race. Well, he's, he's got to step up because, um, yes. you know, now's the time to show that good magic is good uh, magic. And it is kind of interesting. Everyone is saying that, well, the winner of the um, champion two-year-old last year has just won one, one of four. How could he be champion two-year-old? Well, he won the Breeders' Cup by four and a quarter lengths. He looked unbelievable that day, but looked just as unbelievable coming back uh, for Chad. I strongly agree with him winning that thing. I have very, very strong belief on that. I think the right horse was game champion. Well, you know that Chad Brown is a man that I have tremendous respect for. And Chad is saying... Of course, saying, how well did you know him? And how, uh, t- tell us for a minute. 
I know that he was Bobby's assistant, but like, how did it all start with him, and 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 how close were he and Bobby? Well, you know, he started to work for all, Steve Alday, Doctor Steve Alday, uh-huh. the veterinarian who does a lot of Windstar, a lot of Todd Pletcher's, and a lot of, you know, everyone's horses. So um, Chad was actually assistant to um, to Steve Alday. And then it was Steve Alday that uh, said to Bobby, you know, this kid is trying to, you know, make moves in, uh, in his career, and he's wanting to be a trainer. And so Bobby said, okay, well, uh, bring him up here, and basically, uh, Chad was assistant up in New York to Bobby, and uh, Brian Lynch was also there, and the two of them kind of ran the barn up there. Now, I was never really around Chad because I was always out in California, and uh, Bobby had uh, a tremendous respect for the horsemanship of that Chad had. But I don't really believe that he was there that long to, uh, you know, to make uh, as much of a statement uh, for uh, being assistant trainer to Bobby as okay. maybe, you know, like uh, maybe he does, you know. But, uh, um, you know, I know that Brian Lynch had tremendous respect for Chad as well for his horsemanship. And they they were all pretty confident that Chad would be the Chad that uh, he is today when he'd go out by himself. And Chad has proven that. I mean, he's an excellent trainer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's a lot younger than Bobby when Bobby started to uh, to get interested in the Derby. And I see that kind of same, uh, you know, Bobby was training for many, many years and never had any interest in going to the Derby. And then when he... When he brought uh, Aptitude, I believe it was, who finished second yep. to Fusa Ichi Pegasus, he kind of got that derby fever, and he was wanting to win the derby. And, you know, anyone that is involved with the derby wants to stay involved and wants to uh, be the winner of that race because it's probably the most important race in the world, uh, at least, uh, you know, to to win with the, uh, the, the you know, with, with all that goes with the Kentucky Derby. It's the race that I would love to win more than any well, race in the world. It's the race everyone will ask if you win. Yeah. You care about the Breeders' Cup Classic, the, yeah. the Pegasus, the Dubai World Cup. There's one question and one question only. Have you won the Derby? Absolutely. And I'm going to... I'm so happy that Charlie Whittingham was able to do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he was 76 when he won the Derby for the first time, right? With Ferdinand? Yeah. Yeah. And so, but I do believe that good magic is going to move way forward today. Chad is, yeah, it's just not like listening to anyone. When Chad says something and uh, makes a statement, it's like Bobby, uh, you know, he would never, uh, he'd never really brag on horses. And if he did, you needed to listen. And uh, I think you need to listen to uh, Chad Brown also. Uh, because, uh, you know, Good Magic it looked like a serious racehorse last year and didn't look like a serious racehorse this year. But as with Bolt the Oro, you know, maybe I think maybe we overthink these things. You know, he had a plan and, uh, you know, they, they did what they had to do in that race and hopefully he, uh, he steps up off it because he needs to. You know, like, uh, just let me ask you real quick. What do you think about the point system? I mean, like, it, it kind of forces the hand of the trainers because you have to, you know, you can't just bring your horse up to the derby 
and kind of creep your way in and have them as good as you can on the day of the derby because you got to perform before the derby you got to perform and i'm not saying that they shouldn't perform but sometimes you know that your horse is not ready to run a huge race to get the points to get into the derby and then you hope he comes out of the race really well and uh you know i, I i'm like i don't know about the point system i, I actually believe it or not I, I do like the system, and I'll tell you why. I don't recall any story that the points has become a major factor, other than Phillies. You know, I know that that's sure. an issue. But the reality is it's so rare for a Philly to have a legitimate chance anyway yeah. that you're going to need a winning colors who defeated the boys, yeah. lively one and all, and me, Preferito, and Houston, and all of them. Um, uh, it wasn't Houston, because Houston was a year later, but... Um, Preferito and, and all of those uh, boys. You almost have to beat the boys anyway on the way to the Derby. It's very rare uh, that you're going to have that chance and that you're going to even take that chance based upon how difficult it is. Sure. I think that it's a tough system. There are certainly some races, and everyone's going to have that in every situation. It's the same thing with the Graded Stakes Committee. There are going to be people saying, how could this be? How could that be? I think there are some there are some races that if I had my chance, I might you know give a few more points or a few less points to. But sure. I think all in all, the the group has done a great job with that because it's very difficult to to navigate something effectively. And I, I think that uh, I think it's working. I yeah, really do. well, and, and, and it look, is working. A lot of things in racing that aren't working. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the one thing that uh, we should mention about the bluegrass today is that Quip is a late scratch. Uh, Quip is going to go to the Arkansas Derby next week, and so Quip is out. And then also talking about the points, Sporting Chance, you know that D Wayne is looking for the Derby big time with this horse, so he'll have a. We've always, we've always felt, Frank, that, <laughs> yeah. that you've got to just get into the gate, and, and a lot of these experts who went to the entry that we put out didn't have Thundercoats, and so uh, forget all the people with the pens and the paper and all the uh, all the experts. Let's get to the starting gate. Sporting chance will be double tough. And and how's he doing, Wayne? Oh, he's bucking squealing. He's, he's got those uh, dapples, and uh, he's ready to rock and roll. And we'd like to run them because these horses, when they're good, you've got to put them in the gate and get them going. <laughs> well, thank you, Wayne, for that. <laughs> and so... Now he's the big A, a little aqueduct the, action. The today. big A, Wood Memorial and the Carter. I... I'm going to give you a maiden first to build your bankroll early in the day. Okay, so I'm, I'm in in race in race number five today right. at Aqueduct. Now let's get to the let's give it a second and let's get to that. Okay, now hold on. Let, let me guess. Let me guess for a second. No problem. Um, I'd say you're going to go with. Uh, March March to Madness. Yeah, that's the winner. Daughter of Colonel John. She she caught my eye in that debut. Yeah. She's two uh, five to two. Veered yep. in at the start. She's she's better than that indicates and, and she will uh she will show some improvement today. I know that there are others in here, but look out for March to Madness. Six to one with Paco Lopez, Mark Hennig, the trainer. That's uh that's my long shot play for you today. When we talk about the wood, uh, they're not going to – look, I know I give out a lot of chalk on this show today, but they're not beating the favorite today. There's no way. Enticed. Nice animal. Enticed is a, is a good-looking horse. Um, I do love another horse on the card, too, who will buy for favoritism in the Bay Shore. I know that wasn't originally on. I love National Flag in that rematch uh, with Engage. 
right. uh, and engaged with a nice horse. But I love National Flag today, just for the record. If you talk about horses, I really, really think will win. National yeah. Flag is one of them. March to Madness. Enticed is a beautiful horse, and he he showed his hand going to the starting gate. Uh, very rarely will I tweet something like that before I'm about to call the biggest race because I'm calling it a meet, but I, I said that if, if he didn't fire a big shot, I would be surprised. And I just think he is head and shoulders better than Forenze Fire. And so, therefore, when you have that situation with Forenze Fire, he's six to one morning line, but sure. I just don't think he could beat Enticed. I really don't. I, and I think he's a nice horse, and I've called him a few times. I, I think Enticed is an absolute layup here, a good horse, and a horse you have to worry about in the Kentucky Derby because of his win in the Kentucky Jockey Club. Yeah. And, Karen, and, and the breeding and everything about this horse is positive. And uh, I know that the wood has not gotten the love uh, over the you know last several years yeah. uh, that it should. But uh, I, I think enticed is a legitimate. It could be fifteen twenty to one in the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. And uh, and and I, it wouldn't be astonishing to see him win it. Yeah. You know, um, I I gave him out last time out to win the Gotham because I seen him the time before in the Holy Bull. And when he right. came on the track, I said, there's the winner. Absolutely no chance can they beat this horse because uh, he looked like new money on the on the racetrack. Really? Oh, my God. He looked unbelievable. So then he didn't run, you know? It was like right. I was shocked that he didn't run a better race. So I was like, that has to be, whether it was the speed of the track, you know, he didn't get the run of the race and he probably needed the race. So I said, we'll give him one more chance in the Gotham. And he won easily wrapped up late in the in the Gotham. So I do agree with you that he'll come out of that uh, that race uh, and if he wins the Wood Memorial, I could I could see him, uh, you know, having uh, his say in the Kentucky Derby. Now, what about restoring hope for our main man, Bob Baffert? Seems like when he ships to New York that uh, it's watch out time. It is, but uh, for some reason, I'm just absolutely not on board with this one. But... As he said to a, a reporter who had asked him about this, he doesn't send them unless he feels uh, that they're, you know, that they're ready. But I don't know that he's ready to take this step. And uh, it's, it's it's very tough to question Mr. Baffert because he knows what he's doing. But uh, I don't know the way enticed one last time out in an absolute gallop. Yeah, I, I can't see this horse beating. Would you say that Bob Baffert is the best dirt trainer in this country, maybe over the last twenty years? He's been amazing. Look, his record speaks. What more do you want from this guy? I mean, uh, it's hard for me to answer those questions because, you know, he's a close friend of mine. So sure. people don't like to hear about, you know. Yeah. Like I've... you're talking about Bobby Franco, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. If look, his record, look at what he did. Look, the, the job of the American Pharaoh, American Pharaoh had foot issues. Yeah. People don't realize this. He did have a foot issue. Yeah. And, and, and he was able to not only overcome that, but the, that, that training job was on both Bayern to win the Breeders' Cup Classic. I mean, who could picture that happen? I know, right. Uh, they're, they're, you know, the, 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 it's just one after another. And keep in mind, you know, when you know when he was getting going at the beginning, you were talking about horses like 30 Slews, Midnight Loot, Sprinters. Right. right. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, how about Vail Dory? I mean, who would even think that she would be anything? By the way, yeah. I took her at one to two in her U.S. debut and went down the yeah. lane. God bless you. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> she won like six in a row after that. Yeah. But uh, uh, his training is uh, is, is amazing, and uh, you know you, just, uh, his record is unbelievable. The derbies, the everything. Do you know what? And a- I'm just happy. I'm happy for him that he was able to to uh, to get American Pharoah to win the the classic uh, after that. Look, the, the loss at Saratoga just proves 
that these horses are not machines. Oh, yeah. Anything can happen on any given day. And, yeah. And, uh, even the secretariat. We was beaten. How about the secretary? Yeah. You know, what's amazing to me about Bob Baffert is the, the likes of Opportunity and Byron, Congaree, and when Congaree. you, you know, game, uh, game on Dude, when you look at the, the career of these horses when they're finished right. and done, they've made like four, 4.5 million. Three right. point, Opportunity yeah. is uh, the way he called them a nibbler. I mean, it's not bad to nibble for four mil. Right? No, it's not at all. Is it? And uh, that Al Muptahash, he, he finished uh, third again last week. Uh, was he second or third? And he he's made 4.7 million, and 4.1 of that was made in, in Dubai. And now he added to that last week. But, uh, uh, you know, I just want to mention the Carter before we go, uh, Frankie. Absolutely. Um, because there's a horse in there that cost 825000 and he's by Frisian Fire, who stands for 4000 And he's stepping up into grade one company off of two starts, two wins. Very impressive. Gets a new rider tomorrow. He's had Velasquez Castellano aboard. Now he gets Joe Bravo as the boys are out of town. And he's 5-2, to two, and I think that he'll put on a show also tomorrow. Army Mule is the horse you're talking about. Yeah. And uh, look, when they, when they when they spend that much money on a four thousand dollars stallion, yeah. that hurts better win. Yeah. Um, and and he won emphatically in his debut, and he proved that was no fluke when he came back uh, last time out. That was a very very good. Point. I'll tell you one thing though. Um, I I respect him. Yeah. These are some solid horses. Solid. He faced. And this Skyler Scramjet. The thing about it is he 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 was really good last time out. Yeah, and uh, you know you know the horse that I think is a, a danger in this race Petrov. is the horse who was finishing best of all. Do share. Oh really? This horse was coming fast last time out, and uh, now he gets an extra anything, furlong. Yep, and 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 if he gets if he gets you know if there's some heat early on, do share finished up beautifully last time out. Oh. Just, uh, beware of him late if if Army Mule. You know, has to get into a tussle because he's drawn on that inside, and uh, and so you know his hand is kind of forced. I don't sure. think he's going to get the dream trip. But but uh, look, I, I respect your opinion there. I'm not against you in any way, and I, I would never take Stylus Stanjet by the way, I, which is and, and he's good and he's in amazing form. But it's like how many of these can he rattle off in a row? Yeah, um, I would try to beat him, and you might have the right horse. But uh, Dusher is the horse that I'm going to give a slight. Yeah, yeah. I actually I said uh, John Velasquez is out of town, but he's not out of town. He is there in town, but he, and he decides to go for uh, awesome slew. I give all the respect to as well. Maybe that's uh, something that uh, we should take in mind because Velasquez could have rode that army mule. But however, Frankie, uh, you go off and have a good day now. And you too, my brother. Yes, and uh, we'll watch all the racing. We'll chat about it. By the way, I went to the Masters uh, the uh, the other day, uh, yesterday and the day before. I was down at Augusta, Georgia. At the How Mount. was it? Bro? Oh my God, it was phenomenal. It was like going. Were you to- wearing a green jacket? No, I didn't. I didn't want them to mix me up as being a member. Uh, okay. So uh, I did not, uh, but it was great. We were brought down there by Wheels Up. Uh, the, uh, uh, you know, you, you you can become a member of Wheels Up. Uh, it's like the NetJets. Uh, you just pay for time on the plane, and it's very inexpensive. Yep. And it was excellent, and they did an unbelievable job. That's great. No, good for you. You know what? Uh, life is about these opportunities, and you know, you get a chance to, to do something like that. I mean, look, when you go to CBS Sports and the number one thing 
uh, isn't uh, baseball after baseball has started. You know you're at a serious event. And sure. uh, all day long yesterday, uh, that was there. So you can go to wheelsup.com, yeah. 1-855-FLY-8760. Those <laughs> people took care of you. Yeah. Well done. I didn't know you knew that, Mo, that Frankie. Yes, <laughs> so, uh, okay, Frankie, look, we'll talk to you uh, next week, okay? All right, my brother. Thank you Enjoy so much. Today. Thank you very much, Frankie Miramati, ladies and gentlemen. Right now, we got to go off to break here on ESPN, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Riders Up. Enviro Equine and Pet knows the most important thing that anyone can have is information, which is why we support Riders Up, which brings racing enthusiasts the most timely and valuable information from the voices shaping racing today. Enviro Equine and Pet produces products for horses and pets out of the finest all-natural ingredients formulated by top professionals. By blending the best of nature and science, Enviro Equine will give your animal what they need to be healthy. All Enviro Equine and pet products are free from GMOs, lessen inflammation, lessen joint pain, improve skin and coat health, and support immunity. To learn more about Enviro Equine and Pet's complete product line, please visit www dot enviroequine.com today that's www.enviroequine.com today oh welcome back to espn radio you're listening to writers up i am frank lyons and right now i'm very pleased to be joined by my old buddy and leading trainer in california doug o'neill doug how are you Great, Frank. Thank you. I'm glad you haven't uh, looked at the standings lately. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me start that again. Former leading trainer, Doug O'Neill. On the- <laughs> How Good are course. you, Doug? Man, doing fantastic. So awesome talking to you, Frank. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, you know, me and Doug have been mates for probably 20 years, isn't it, Doug? God, I, I, it seems like yesterday, sitting on that soccer stand there at uh, Hollywood Park with you and, and Jack Van Berg and Brian Lynch and just I was just sitting back and listening to you guys, and and even Mac, you guys got McAnally laughing, which isn't easy to do. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I love them all. Great time. Uh, so, uh, two-time Kentucky Derby winning trainer. Uh, what what kind of uh, memories do you have of the uh, of the Kentucky Derby? Was was there any Kentucky Derby that you'd preferred? Why? Well, I guess the, the first one was uh, you know. Just being there, you know, uh, uh, is such a special thing. And, and honestly, if it wasn't for Paul and Bill Redham, yeah, I wouldn't. I'd have zero. So it's just really them um, having the faith in us, taking the chance uh, with the Colts that they had. And, and um, but all I have another was pretty cool because he had run in a in the hopeful at Saratoga, ran poorly, came out with a sore shin. It was like, oh god, it looks like we're yeah. in trouble trying to make anything special with him. And and then here's Paul listening to us tell him how well he was doing and, and had us debut him his three-year-old campaign in the Bob Lewis, which seemed like such a stretch, and boom, he won, and the rest was, was history. I mean, he was an amazing horse. He just improved every time. And then, you know, you have the highs and the lows of this game, and how low was it to get up on Belmont morning? And, I mean, I don't know if you had any idea beforehand, but to be that close to winning the Triple Crown and then to have it uh, go sideways on you doesn't have to be as much of a disappointment as it was a pleasure to see him win the Derby. 
It really was, you know, and I think that's where we leaned on the family atmosphere that we have around the barn and, you know, immediately uh, all of us, Leandro and, and I and everyone, you know, uh, it was either we could laugh or cry. Yeah. You know, we're going to laugh yeah. What's the point in crying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. so we just started celebrating, man, every journey that he took us on and every, you know, the from the... Santa Anita to Kentucky to Baltimore, man, we had such a great run, yeah. and uh, so it was cool. And then having it with Paul, who he's just such a classy guy, anyways. And his first thing was like, "God, I hope you guys are okay." We we knew the horse was he was one hundred percent fine. Sure, he just had the start of a tendon, which you know, like being a little <laughs> like the start of sure you don't want being it. pregnant. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that. Yeah. <laughs> You didn't know if that's right on ESPN? Exactly. Oh, well, I don't know if it is either, but we'll take a shot. <laughs> now, you have, I mean, you talk about positive energy, Doug. You have the most positive energy of any trainer out there. And you have the, you, you your energy feeds off to your, your help. And it's such a happy environment in the barn. How important is that to your your whole operation? I think it's huge. Yeah, because it can be such a there's oh. a lot lot more lows in this game than highs, and, and yeah. uh, so you just got to stay positive, and you've got to uh, surround the horses with positivity, and that's where Leander does such a brilliant job yeah. of uh, just keeping a real upbeat, um, you know, environment around here, and and uh, you know we've got exercise riders, grooms, hot walkers that have been with us for years, so that to me tells me a lot when I we've all been together for years and we're still willing to smile and say good morning and have a talk and yeah means we're all doing something right so yeah it's, uh, it's uh, hopefully it does feed to the horses and i do think it does i mean you just have such a tremendous crew and you mentioned leandro morrow who is of course assistant to brian mayberry uh when i first came to california and then he's been with you now about 17 years and leandro is he's busier than a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest <laughs> He, he he is amazing, man, and we've grown together, and, and uh, I've grown sideways. Landro's, you know, his hair's grown longer. Which, yeah. But, uh, no, it, it's uh, you're only as good as you know your, your people, and and yeah. uh, you know um, he's just been such a huge part of this team, and and uh, and continues to be today, and and uh, I mean, that's the only way you could run horses sure. out of town uh, the way we've been blessed to do, and and uh, having a great leader. So it's it's been. It's been a lot of fun. Hopefully, there's more fun to come. Yeah. Now, you have a barn here at Keeneland now, and uh, how did you enjoy Oaklawn? That was your first time, was it, having a barn at Oaklawn? It was, you know, and uh, I'd love to tell you I got a lot of firsthand stories, but I, I went opening oh. weekend, was there for three or four days, and got a good feel for it. Jack Sisterson, you know Jack. Jack, well, uh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Jack was there uh, every day, and, and uh, God, you saw every now and then, I feel like, God, I'm pretty upbeat. I don't think I get more upbeat. And I, I talked to Jack, and I'm like, oh, my God, i got some work to do because he's the most positive guy in the world, and, and he turns those 40-degree uh, mornings with ice all over the place <laughs> and uh, like uh, Hawaii, uh, sunshine in Hawaii. So. Yeah. But he, uh, we had a real good experience. The purses are huge there, and, and um, I think if we're lucky enough to have uh, the right horses and the right owners and the right vibe that we would do it again next year for sure. Now, do you have uh, you have two horses in the bluegrass today, and uh, so uh, I mean, but they're kind of like also rans. Or do you have high hopes for them at all? Would you uh, would you continue on towards the Derby if they were to run well? 
We would, you know. I know uh, the one's fifteen to one, the one's thirty to one. So yeah. it does seem like we're kind of throwing stuff against the wall. But I, I selfishly, I, I guess, but even uh, unbiasedly, I, looking at each of them, you can see they're just improving sure. three-year-old colts. And uh, you know, the one that we got off of Wesley Arawak, yeah. son of Uncle Mo, he's a big, tall, leggy guy, and and um, we're adding blinkers to him. And uh, they both freeze together the other day at Keeneland, and I was there and, and loved the way they finished up. Both riders were happy. So I think it's an evenly matched race. Obviously, sure. good magic. He gets back to his two-year-old form. Everyone's running for second. But um, I, I think both of these, if things fall their way, could uh, it could shock the world. Yeah, and you have shocked the world many times. Now, will you spend time here during the meet? I'm planning on it. I'm coming in for the race and uh, just kind of, it's such a short meet, but um, hopefully I can get my butt over there again uh, uh, for it. It's uh, God, it's so much fun there. And, yeah. And, uh, phew, man, uh, just beautiful people, beautiful purses, just beautiful time over there. So, yeah, hopefully I can get over there uh, a second or third time. And now, do you have any star two-year-olds in in the barn? Uh, we just, uh, thanks to Dennis, has, has had his fingerprints over, got about seven or eight of them, and Steve right. Rothblum. Jack and Leandro, they've been eyeballing some too. So yeah, we've got we've got a pretty good uh, string right now of babies. So now it's just a matter of keeping them injury free, keeping them moving forward. And uh, uh, but we're definitely excited about what could be next year. Yeah. And now, uh, so who would you take right now if you could prep any horse? If you could, if I said to you, Doug, you we're going to go to the Derby and we got the money to buy any horse. Who would you? What horse would you consider? The horse that you would like to take to the Derby. Wow! Wow! God, that's a that's now one horse. Uh, yeah, that's probably a, a better question for somebody that pays more attention to everybody. Uh, other oh, oh <laughs> you're like who's <laughs> running? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but no, I would say uh, I mean Todd's got a pretty strong hand with the, the audible out of uh, sure the Florida, and then um, uh, the 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 Magna Moon. That, uh, yeah, Magna Moon yeah. and. Uh, you know, we're a little biased out here. We get to see uh, Bolt de Oro and um, Justify. He reminds so much of Nyquist because he kind of. Yeah. Mickey's just done an unbelievable job with him and being patient with him. And then uh, when Bolt de Oro told him he's feeling good, he started training on him harder. And uh, and then, like you say, Justified of, of, of Bob's is a, acts like a freak, too. So yeah. it's pretty wide open. But um, yeah, I think uh, any of about seven or eight, you would say. God, you would love to have them. Now, the two we have are probably outside of those seven or eight. But sure. We're, uh, well, we're hoping they might jump into them. Well, they yeah. can always jump in, into them, yeah. uh, you know. Now, uh, t- today you have uh, t- uh, two at Keeneland, or three at Keeneland, and yeah. you, you're running in the second race at Santa Anita. You've got a $710,000 purchase by Orb. Uh, what kind of horse is that? He is a mean son of a gun, man. Oh. Or Bite you, strike you. I mean, oh. if, if yeah, if he had no pedigree, he would be castrated as quickly as uh, really. Yeah, but uh, with his pedigree and armor um, of uh, Zidane Racing, he's just been so patient. He's been such a um, a great owner to have, and, and um, so we're still optimistic. I think we're going to see the best of this guy when he goes two turns. Sure. Um, but uh, he did. He put a good gate drill the other day. He's landed a good outside post coming down the hill. So I, I could see it. But um, our conversations with Amr has 
have been, uh, you know, hopefully when we get him going two turns, we'll see his best. Right. Now, Zidane Racing, is uh, that is, I thought that was something got to do with uh, uh, Paul's wife, uh, Zilla. And, oh. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it doesn't no. have. No. Who is Zidane Racing? He's a, a really, really good guy. Uh, his first name is Amr. And, uh, Irish guy. Uh, yeah, Irish, exactly. Yeah. Loves green beer. And- yeah. But, no, he's a businessman. Um from Saudi and real successful businessman. And um, after Nyquist, I got to thank the Redhams again. After Nyquist, uh, uh, Amr approached Dennis and I and, and said, Would you guys be willing to look for a couple horses for me? And, and uh, a relationship uh, with awesome. Truck. And, yeah, and Dennis talks to him nearly every day. So it's, it's been really good. Now, uh, how is Dennis? Because uh, Dennis went through a little health scare a few years ago. Yeah, you know, this is as good as he's ever been. Knock on wood, he's cancer-free, and, and then uh, he was battling the Crohn's yeah. disease. Not the Julie Crohn thing, but... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's not, that's not nice. I love Julie Crohn. Yeah. But, um, no, he... Uh, uh, but he's, he's doing really well, and, and um, God, thank God for University of Southern California, the, the sure. medical... Yeah, they, they're able to kind of put people back together, and and, uh, um, and that's what they... It seems like they're done with that. So he's done great, and, and hopefully... We'll see next year some more lively Derby uh, potential horses that that he's bought. Now you're you have one son or two sons? One that I know of. One, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Daniel, his name is, and uh, definitely won't, won't be a jockey. He's kind of a big fella, right? And, uh, and then I got a daughter, daughter Kaylin, who um, she won't be a jockey either because she's scared to death of horses, right? But, uh, okay, <laughs> yeah, but they're both both doing, both doing well, and and. Uh, Happy kids, I, I think. Yeah. And would you be encouraging them to get involved in the game, or would you uh, steer them elsewhere? I, I, I mean, God, I love the sport. I think there's so many things that we can do to improve our sport and to, you know, I, having you be on ESPN is a huge start. And it's <laughs> really just promoting the, the good in the game, you know. I, yeah. For whatever reason... Our sport, more than any other sport, loves to hang the dirty laundry on the front lawn. Absolutely, and, you know it, it just kills us. So, but uh, I, I do encourage them. Actually, I've got a uh, little bonding with my boy this Sunday. He's going to come out to San Anita with me, so we're going to hang out. So, I, I we have a good time, and he gets to see all the hard work and all the love for the horse and and what the these horses do. We're here to serve the horse, not vice versa. And so he gets it loves it and uh, respects it yeah well Doug I love and respect you and uh, I'm telling you man you are the best Uh, so uh, I will say the best of luck to you and in the future and I look forward to seeing you here at Keeneland and I want to thank you very much I'll buy you a beer after the races okay I'll buy you one before (laughs) thanks bud okay see you Doug that's Doug O'Neill, ladies and gentlemen, a great man and a, a kind, honest, beautiful hearted person and a very successful trainer. And so that's about it for another show. Uh, we're going to go off now and get out to Keeneland, get my jacket, get out to Keeneland. And uh, so we'll talk to you next week. Bye, everyone.